give us grace to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Tonight, we find ourselves squarely in the middle of a wonderful triduum. Three days, All Hallows' Eve, All Saints, and All Souls. A triduum when we remember all those who have gone ahead of us, who have run the race, and now rest in peace. Many churches will celebrate the Feast of All Saints on Sunday, and many use the feast to remember all of their beloved departed, parents and grandparents, friends and spouses, children gone too soon. But that is the Feast of All Souls, which we celebrate tomorrow. Tonight is the Feast of All Saints, when we remember those whom the church has recognized in a special way, those whose help we enlist when we are in need, those who model for us how to live. Still, we know from Scripture that All Saints is not only about them, but it is also about us, all who belong to the community of believers. Even as we chant the litany of saints tonight, I need to ask all of us here, do we want to be saints? Do we want to be, to become what scripture tells us we already are? Beloved, do you want to be a saint? I suppose it's an unfair question if your image of saints is gleaned only from lurid hagiographies, saints torn apart by lions, or saints who fly, or desert monks defeating demons. But our notion of what makes a saint has changed over time. At first, saints were only those martyred for the faith, and then confessors and virgins were included than those held responsible for miracles occurring after their deaths. These days, we often include those who live lives of exemplary service. After all, it's the Christian community of the day who gets to decide who a saint is. While I hope all of us here resonate with the concept that we are all saints, made so by inclusion in the body of Christ, we also know that while we feebly struggle, there are those who in glory shine. And I bet you know of, or know, some of those saints, the ones who shine. Who do you consider a capital S saint? Maybe you thought of your mom or your grandmother, maybe a beloved teacher. I bet many of us thought of our favorite St. Francis or St. Teresa of Avila. Perhaps you thought of Jonathan Daniels or Dorothy Day. Whether we think of St. Paul who sacrificed his life in service to Christ or 
Paul Farmer, the doctor who sacrifices even today for the poor and sick in Haiti. Whether we remember St. Hugh of Lincoln, the bishop who protected the Jews during persecutions in the 12th century in England, or Edith Stein, the Jewish convert who became a Carmelite nun who died in witness with Jews during the Holocaust rather than shielding herself in the convent. Whether we admire Martin Luther who called the church to reform or Martin Luther King Jr. who called us to repent, we all have saints who inspire us, encouraging us to live out our faith. These people, these people are not merely good not merely nice people who help others. No, these saints, these saints capture our imaginations. These are people who have experienced conversion, a grounding of their lives in God that leads them out in service to others. You see, saints, saints are not born saints. Saints grow into sanctity over time. And so knowing that, knowing that these saints became, grew into what they were called to be, makes it seem possible that we too, we too, who struggle, can grow in holiness and saintliness. So, dear ones, do you want to be a saint? If we do, then Jesus provides the model in today's gospel. It makes most sense if we start at the end, which we didn't read tonight. There Jesus tells us to be merciful just as your father is merciful. This recalls Leviticus, you shall be holy for I, the Lord your God, am holy. We are called to imitatio dei, the imitation of God. But how? Well, first, Jesus calls us to recognize who is blessed and who has cause to mourn. If the poor and hungry and weeping are blessed and the rich and full and laughing have cause for woe, then we know whose side we're on, the least of these, those who suffer. And we know not to put our faith in wealth and material comfort, but rather to trust in God alone. If those who suffer on account of Christ are blessed, then we must prepare ourselves to be ridiculed and questioned, even hated and injured for following Christ. These descriptions of the blessed are followed by a radical call to love and peacemaking, not just in theory, but in concrete, person-to-person -person ways in our everyday lives. Jesus calls us to conversion to love, to do good, to bless, and to pray for the very people we would rather avoid, our enemies, those who harm us. These commands are not just good ideas in general. They are meant specifically for those who claim to listen to, to follow Christ. For before he pronounces blessings and woes, Jesus looked at his disciples and when Jesus commands love in action for enemies, he does so by saying, I say to you that listen. He tells his followers, us, 
us. We who listen what we are to do and what we are to do seems nearly impossible. We're not sure we can be merciful as God is merciful or holy as God is holy. After all, only a saint could love her enemies. Only a saint would pray for those who abuse him. Only a saint could give away her shirt after someone has taken her coat. Only a saint would turn the other cheek after being struck. And that's true. We can never do those things as we are. But saints, Saints are those who have experienced a conversion, a grounding of their lives in God that then leads them out, out to love others. No, saints are not born saints, friends. Saints grow into sainthood over time. Our imitatio dei does not happen through sheer strength of our will, but through God's grace, through our dying with and new life in Christ and baptism, our feasting on the word and scripture and sacrament. It happens through the promise and the burden and the model of the cross. We do not make ourselves saints. We may pattern ourselves after them, we may seek to, seek to imitate the holiness of God. We may follow the injunctions of scripture that help guide us in sanctity. But conversion, conversion comes from God. Oscar Romero did not begin life as a saint. He began as a priest seeking to ascend the hierarchy of the church which he did, becoming archbishop. But Romero was converted by the witness of the poor. Late in his career, he placed himself on their side, calling on the military government to live by their Christian, not their secular identities. He spoke in love and peace and was killed. Martin Luther King did not begin life as a saint. He was called into it by the witness of a community that was willing to resist oppression, not through anger and violence, but by prayer and civil disobedience. King was converted from a promising Baptist preacher into a prophet for a nation. His conversion deepened with every march undertaken, every speech delivered, every risk he took as he grew in holiness, not perfection, holiness, walking the path from baptism to martyrdom. These saints were converted by the circumstances of their lives and their lives in Christ. We cannot make ourselves into saints, but we can deepen our lives in God, deepening through the gift of salvation in Christ, realized in our baptism, inspired by the word leading us to the cross. We gain strength for our struggles from the shining glory of the saints, those who have gone before us, those we remember this evening whose help we ask. May God, 
and the communion of saints draw us ever deeper into the life of God until we become what God would have us be, merciful as God is merciful, holy as God is holy, saints, all of us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.